Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Scott Casper. Big, uh, big studio. Full, full. The studio is full. That's all I got to say about that. And uh, uh, let's see, we got Tony Wink here, JoJo Dancer. We call him JoJo Devour number 959 in studio. Tony Tice makes his triumphant return after taking out half of the deer population in the uh, in the state of Iowa. With his Yamaha. Yeah. Single-handed. <laughs> Bad deal. Bad deal when you hit a, a deer with your motorcycle. I just wanted to see him standing upright. And uh, by God, here he is standing upright and he looks good. And that, and that horse died. Oh, it wasn't a horse, was it? Horse. It felt like it, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you look good, brother. Welcome back. Uh, he's uh, appearing on behalf of our good friends at Van Wall. Appreciate that. PJ Duran is in studio, and PJ's uh, appearing on behalf of our friends at Hicklin Power Sports. PJ, let's start with you. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Roman Avila is in studio as well. And uh, thank you, Roman. Guess, so. guess I'm just chump change tonight. Well, uh, oh, I wouldn't just narrow it down to just one day or one piece of change. Oh. Uh, let's go to PJ Duran, who'll start us off with headline news pj from the world of road racing we had the world superbike round uh the fifth round of the year from imola italy uh ray did the double again his teammate sykes went uh second in the first race third in the second race and mr Chaz davis pulled a nice second place out of the second race unfortunately he was just off the podium in the first race all of that means Ray continues to spread his lead over Davis in the title hunt. It is still early days, but Ray has been unbeatable in the last couple seasons, and he continues to look like he is unwilling to let go of that. We have upcoming this weekend the GP MotoGP from Le Mans, so we're all looking forward to that. And we're only two and a half weeks from our beloved Road America round of the Moto America Superbike uh, Racing Series, of which we will be talking to a couple members tonight. Looking forward to it. Are you heading there? Oh, you know I am. I've got the biggest trailer, and I think I'm only going to have two guys in it with me. It's really going to be more spacious than my home. So you'll be able to bring your cooler. <laughs> 29-footer with a slide-out outdoor kitchen for three guys. I was going to say, now that you're married, of course oh. it's smaller than your home. Let's go to Tony Wink. Tony? Well, we had some bad news for Brock Tickle. It looks like he uh, he had that uh, WADA test a while back that they did in San Diego. We reported on that. It came back positive that he had illegal substance in his body. So they do a sample B, and uh, it came back. He was He was hot again. So KTM terminated him. Mm. He is no longer a... Uh, a a factory KTM rider. So that is big news. Um, it's sad. Uh, we uh, we wish Brock the best, and I'm sure he'll be back. Also, Josh Grant is going to miss a few rounds. Uh, his 
his leg is still hurt. What What is the ruling on that? If If you come back dirty, team drops you. Do you have to sit out a certain amount of time? Well, he's suspended. Yeah. So it, it's not like he's some uh, he can just go buy a dirt bike or, or get picked up. The, the kid can't go racing. He has I'm, to reapply. And it's um, I'm not sure how long he, it is, but it's well, he hasn't even been told from wada what his suspension time frame is only so, then can he file an appeal yeah because okay. he doesn't even know anything yet. i think it's a bunch of crap i think they it's should all be juicing all, of them. <laughs> all right so let's go back the, to the 90s let's of, do it the sosa mcguire <laughs> some of the headlines we're following our contributors include chris bishop tommy boy halverson our producers jack and leanne de leon big program on tap tony run down our list of guests from uh, in the reverse order oh in the reverse order we're going to talk to a very fast road racer matthew skoltz and uh, he is doing a phenomenal job this year. Roger Lee Hayden has some. They're going to put a, uh, a, a statue in their hometown yeah. for uh, Nikki, and, and that's really neat. We're going to talk to the guy that has the record for the most titles in arena cross, Buddy Antonis. And uh, Buddy is, uh, he, I think he's bummed that, that arena cross is going away. I am too. And uh, we're going to talk to an off road guy named Nick Burson, who's having a really good year. Aaron Plessinger, who is also. Uh, Kind of a fast dirt biker, rides a uh, blue one. Frequent guest on our program. Yep. And then uh, Lindsay, who's here now for uh, former Miss Arena Cross. Well, let, me, let me do it right. Let me do it right. Okay. She is, ladies and gentlemen, the former Miss Arena Cross media operations manager for Feld Motorsports and one of the prettiest women we know. One of the most talented with PR. She is the one and only Lindsay Alcar. Lindsay, how are you? Oh, man, guys. You had, you had me all blushing over here. Well, that's our job, kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all season long, we've heard rumors that Amsoil Arena Cross would not be long for this world. And well, at the end of the season, uh, it sounds like 2018 would be the last go round for Arena Cross as we know it today. Um, what can you tell us? And, you know, obviously we're all hurt because we were there at the beginning of Arena Cross. I announced it. Tony raced in it. Uh, and, and so many of us were involved with Arena Cross over the years in very many in, in many different aspects. But uh, what is the official Feld Motorsports? Uh, 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 what what is the company line? Guys, it's not easy. I mean, I've been with Arena Cross for ten years. It was definitely the hardest hardest news I've ever had to receive. And I, honestly, I I I didn't even really know how to respond to it. It was pretty emotional. It was pretty. It was a big pill to swallow, but like at the end of the day, we're looking to we're looking to expand the sport and we're looking to make it better for the racers. And we want it like you know, Supercross is the next. I mean, Supercross is it. I mean, everybody's going to Supercross to watch. To, they want to aspire to be at Supercross. They want to race Supercross. It's just one of those things, and it was just. It, it was just one of those decisions we, we want, like we did the Moto Fest um, in Atlanta a couple of years or that was last huge. year. And it was huge. I mean, it was such a successful turnout. And then with us having those amateur supercross rounds this year, I mean, it, unfortunately the, the racers, it, it's just, that's where they want to be. And that's where we see the biggest growth. Like that's where we see them expanding upon their career. And I mean, it makes the most sense too, for the road to supercross and for getting the riders more involved in, expanding upon their career and getting a name for their getting a name for themselves. I mean, all the teams can stay on Saturday or stay from Saturday, stay on Sunday, watch the elite amateurs compete. And I mean, I, it, it, unfortunately as much, as much as I love it and as much of a family that it is, I mean, it's just, it's going to be the greatest memory I hold, but 
this is definitely the right step that we're taking. And I'm actually, I'm really excited to see kind of how that's going to go for the racers. Well, obviously we weren't consulted. Uh, I think I know how <laughs> we would have voted, but um, it's interesting to see how it is evolving. And we possibly from the press release, at least that Fell put out, uh, explaining, uh, you know, Supercross's continued growth. I had this explanation of my own, is that we saw numbers increasing at Arena Cross after they had had a couple down years, but we saw attendance going up. We saw the number of teams uh, competing, at least being more competitive. Um, gosh, this is just, it's a real stunner. Let's go to Tony Wink. Tony, this has been a big part of your life. Yeah, I th- well, it's, the kicky, the kickoff was always in Des Moines, and, and uh Arena Cross was a lot of fun. You know, I raced it when I was younger, and um, you could make money at Arena Cross. My, I like that you're you, you know, that you're going to have a place for these racers to go. But there's a lot of re, a lot of markets that that Arena Cross went into that Supercross isn't going to touch, and and I'm not sure what the long term effect is going to be for the sport. I don't know that. I mean, every time we're seeing this, Lindsay, on a local level, you'll see. Um, the, the big tracks will survive, and a lot of the little tracks are going to go away. And, and guys that are foolish enough like myself to keep dumping money into a, <laughs> a, a sieve. That's not what they're calling it, Tony. <laughs> but, uh, and that's what it is. But anyway, but you know what I'm, what I'm seeing is that the bigger racetracks are going to survive, and all the little ones are going to go away. And, and now Arena Cross, which is like no. the little uh, Supercross, you know, that's going away. I really don't think... This is a positive for motocross. Well, and it's I, I am a f- I, and I can tell you this: it's been hard over the years at times to keep the le- the the excitement level on this show to talk about arena cross because it's just like, okay, Tyler is lapping them all again, or or, or whatever you know, Gavin. And, and Gavin, yeah, whatever. I mean, they, they've actually had some good racing this in here recently, mm-hmm. but hey, uh, guys. I'm telling you, like, even Reno a couple weeks ago, I mean, uh, Chris and Chris and Jacob, I mean, that was the most, I mean, it was actually uncomfortable how intense it really was, but, <laughs> I mean, there was some great racing, and it just, hey, guys, I, I definitely agree with you. Arena Cross, what, it was fantastic. It was 10 of the best years of my life, but, you know, it at the end of the day, the numbers didn't, you know, they just weren't where they needed to be, and I, I get that a lot of racers, like, I, I mean, I, I, my heart goes out to everybody because it's such a family. I mean, right. it's not even racing that I'm really concerned about. It's the family. I mean, Arena Cross has something that no other race series has. Yes. And it's going to be extremely missed by a lot of people. And I'm just hoping that we can find that same excitement and, and family atmosphere at Supercross Futures. We will. We will. I, Roman Avila, you're up. Lindsay, so we're talking about family and, and all that. Are a lot of those people going to get absorbed into the new Supercross Futures program or like yourself? Are you going to just transition over or what's going to happen with a lot of the people that uh, were behind the arena cross? The Whipples. Yeah, the Whipples. Yeah, a lot of people that were with arena cross will transition into Supercross Futures. And we actually, um, not a lot of people saw this because we only had four of those events this year, but a lot of them actually transitioned over this year and we had other people come and replace them to work for the other arena cross events that we had going on. So, you know, it has already kind of happened. So I, I don't think it's going to be a complete goodbye to a lot of the staff. I think a lot of the staff is going to transition over into this 
and which I think is going to really help with the whole family aspect. And a lot of the racers will feel back at home because it's, you know, they're, they're people that they're familiar with. I think, I think it'll be, you know what guys, I think it's going to be a positive. I know that there's a, a lot of negativity, but it, it's going to be a good thing. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, change is good. This is exactly, you know, we're, we're looking for something that gets these racers really exciting, like gets these racers really excited. And, there was nothing that showed that more than MotoFest last year. I mean, those guys were so excited to race on the same track as Eli Tomac and, and, and Marvin. I mean, these were the, it's the coolest, like this is their dream come true. And right. I think that we're, I think we're going to be able to offer a lot more positive experiences than we were able to at Arena Cross. Tell that if you, you okay, circus. That's all I've got to say. Well, <laughs> how that work out for all those families? <laughs> Talking about. Oh man! Uh, the elephants. You know what? What I think arena cross, um, and, and you know, and we've uh, Justin Brayton and I have talked about doing this for a while, but he keeps screwing up my plans and <laughs> re-signing and winning races and crap like that. But we've talked about fourth quarter racing and just do something regionally at, at first and see if it makes money. But I think there's fourth quarter. There's an opportunity to do fourth quarter racing, October, November. You know, maybe mid early to mid December. I- I don't disagree with you. Yep. I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, I'll never forget November 7, 2008, my first arena cross. Yep. I will never forget it. That was the best night of my life. I was in the beautiful Wells Fargo Arena, and I you couldn't take that smile off my face. We did an open house at Hicklin Power Sports, if I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you did a burnout on the bar down at GT. Uh, that was probably... No, by 2008, I'd kind of calmed down, but like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like right kind of before you got involved in arena cross i was a little bit of a uh yeah. you know, i would throw mm-hmm. the at the the official after party in des moines was by yours truly and i'm telling you what it was it was good i wasn't allowed <laughs> to go and you know uh, the coolest thing is uh we do it at like harry mary's and which is in the ghetto i mean it's like but wow. we would take I'd, I'd have bikes on the bar and then before the end of the yep. night chad Pedersen. i mean so i'm dating myself now but like uh buddy probably they would do burnouts on the bar and completely destroy the bar and the owners were our dirt bikers and they were cool with it and they're like sweet party one time one time we had it on on uh halloween i don't know that that was that's been a long time but they did it they did October a race on 31st yeah they did a race yep. on halloween and so they had all these pumpkins in the uh in the bar and so we decided yep. at, at about halfway through the party of course, I was serving out jungle juice that we had made earlier in the day, and so I decided we're I smashing pumpkins was relevant then, and I thought it'd be really funny. So we all took the pumpkins and smashed them at the bar, and poor Gus, the guy that run it, he was so mad. Uh, oh my God. So in the morning, I had I had to go up and do the walk of shame to the bar to help him with a shovel clean the bar. Oh, oh yeah, it was. Good times. Good old arena cross. And then, how about Denny Bart's no, wait, hang on. Where, ripping where, my sleeves where, off at every time? What bar was that at? Was Harry, it? Harry Mary's. Harry Mary's? Yeah. And where was that bar? In the ghetto. Oh, and his sure. mama cried. As the snow flies. <laughs> Turn that off. Thank you, Jack. You uh, get a pass because it's Elvis, Jack. <laughs> That's why I put but, that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll I talk think, with Lindsay uh, Alcari. She, of course, uh, you know her for many of you that have posters of her. And eight by tens, former Miss Arena Cross Media Ops <laughs> Director for the Feld. Only by 10. What? Oh, it's only by ten. It's 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 it, 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 eight, eight by ten. Nice. The ones I sold were eight by tens. 
didn't, I made thousands of dollars <laughs> off you, Lindsay. <laughs> That's creepy, huh? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I, I know you're, you, you're still employed with Felder, I assume. Yes, I am. Um, oh, new role is kind of TBD with me. I think I'm going to throw that wild card out there. Wow. Well, KTM's Ooh. looking for a rider. <laughs> do, do you still remember how to ride? You guys, that's not funny. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, that's We terrible. have Brock Tickle coming up next, if you'd like no. to stand. No, <laughs> no. I do know how to still ride a dirt bike, yes. I actually <laughs> uh, took Jacob's bike out into the parking lot after he won. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you do a burnout? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is a, a, I had the, that thing sideways. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> is the raddest chick. <laughs> All right, so we don't want to make too much out of this, Lindsay. We wanted to get, uh, of course, Feld's uh, point of view on this. We think that there is yeah, some. It's, honestly, it's a positive thing. Yeah. It's a really exciting thing. Change is never easy. I mean, and I'm, I'm exact. I'm, I, I believe that with all my heart. I mean, I hate change. I've been with Green across ten years. I hate all these changes. But you guys, it's really going to be a good thing, and I'm really excited about it. I just don't think any of us are going to see how exciting and like how positive it really is to right. sport until January. Well, some of us have have had practice. It's called divorce, and uh, <laughs> that's there's it's major change, right? It's major change. What about the dirt? Is it yeah. for sale? And all those markets I mean, that you guys still own the dirt? Yeah. It's still here out at the fairgrounds, isn't it? That'd be a great road trip, Tony. Take a big trailer and just drive around to all the stadiums that have dirt piles. That's not what I meant, PJ. I meant for a promoter to come in and run races if they have dirt available. That's that's the big deal for a guy that's... Yeah. Maybe they could lease it to you. Available, but Monster Jam uses it. Yeah, perfect. So if they're not in the business, maybe they'd be a little more... Uh, a little less protective of their arenas. Lindsay, we'll look forward to the box of autograph of uh, autograph T-shirts and stuff you'll be sending to us for prizes for yeah. our, our listeners. But absolutely, we, appreci we appreciate you taking the time. Just don't let them put you down to elephant duty, okay? Okay, I'll try not. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, are the elephants <laughs> still down there, or are they gone? Bring you are the elephants gone? No, the elephants are still here. They're still there. Okay, all right. Well, it's always fun to have you on the program. Thank you so much. And uh, remember, lose Tony's number, okay? Oh, yep, lost. I still have Shelterman in there. I need to change it. I know. I changed it on mine. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. God bless you. Appreciate it. Bye. This portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at Fly. Fly Hard Parts are, well, they're a, it's a whole line of parts developed by Fly, including their new innovative boot wash stand, creative products. How about foot pegs? They got those. Handlebars grips chains sprockets and so much more it's all fly fly hard parts look from at a dealer near you if they're not carrying fly shame on them ask them to carry fly and i guarantee you'll be glad that you did stay tuned more pit pass after this this is jeff gibson you're listening to pit pass radio Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four 
strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, you want an experience that's real, fast, and fun? fun? Then it's time you try MB2 Raceway. MB2 Raceway provides an exhilarating indoor karting experience with high-tech European electric carts on a Grand Prix-style road course that's challenging for all skill levels. With speeds up to 45 miles an hour, we guarantee a white-knuckle throw ride that'll keep you coming back. MB2 Raceway is behind Sky Zone and Grimes. For more information, go to mb2raceway.com. It's real. It's fast. It's fun. fun. It's MB2 Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jakeosaurus, number 59. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, lots of guys in the studio. The return of Tony Tice, a uh, heck of a lot more healthy than the last time I saw him. So welcome back, Tony. Also, number 959, Joe DeBauer. Is Moto Joe. Moto Joe. He's got his white van outside. New decals on the side. Looking hot, Joe. Welcome uh, welcome to the studio. So far, uh, we got uh, an opportunity for you to at least listen to the voice of the former Lindsay Shelterman. But uh, now, Lindsay Alcar. She's absolutely a joy in our sport. So welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me tonight. 
You feel free to jump in anytime I stop talking. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next guest, Nick Burson. Uh, landed his third consecutive podium at the Cherry Creek National Heron Hound. He joins us now. Nick, thanks for jumping on early, man. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Um, thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's good to talk with you guys. How is the Heron Hound business? Um, it's good. It's, uh, you know, it's busy the first half of the year, but we're now in our break, so we don't have another race until August, so we get a little summer break. You just sit around and get fat. Yeah, we need to keep racing to burn the calories. Are you riding an FX? Yeah, we ride an FX in the uh, Heron Hounds and then an F in the Big Six Series. So that's a YZ450 FX, right? I have one, yeah. It's yeah. what we race Baja yeah. on. What do you think of that bike? It's It's heavy, but it sure works well. Um, yeah, you know, we, we're riding, uh, for be um, betas before that. So the weight isn't too much of an issue for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's actually an easier transition back to that bike than straight to the F was. I always thought the betas were lighter. Uh, PJ, I mean, you guys sell beta, right? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're competitive, but they're not the lightest thing out there. Okay. I would, uh, that's a fair statement. Yeah. I think we were always on, you know, the big, you know, the big 498s or, so, yeah, their four fifties and their three fifties are are notably they feel a heck of a lot lighter, if not actually being a heck of a lot lighter. Is it more of a balance issue then with for the beta? Uh, just the four ninety eight's a big dog. He's talking about a really big motor. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a big motor. Nick Burson, I guessed. Uh, again, we talk about it. You landed your third consecutive podium at Cherry Creek. You like Cherry Creek? Um, yeah, we've been um, racing there for a lot of years. We used to have two nationals there every year, and then this year. We had two again, so had quite a bit of time up there. Um, it's just getting really rough. Um, you're stuck to designated trails now, and the BLM makes them do almost the same course over and over mm. and in the same pit area. So about the first five to ten miles coming in and out of the pits are, you know, really beat, beat up whoops, so almost like San Felipe whoops. You finished right behind Taylor Robert, right? Yeah, I got second at the last round, and then I got third at the – you know the same utah one two weeks before that you do baja apparently um yeah i've done baja once i don't um do it anymore <laughs> i've been down there once was enough yeah that was enough for me to check it off the bucket list which one did you do uh we did the thousand in 2008 2008 yeah shoot boy that's been a while yeah we uh we raced the 500 last year Took him six days. And <laughs> no, we won the plus 30 pro. It was. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, on a, on a Yamaha FX, actually. And that's why it, it uh, I perked up when I saw you riding the, the Yamaha. It's, uh, it's, I think it's a really heavy motorcycle, but it works so well in uh, Baja because it's stable and it, uh, it doesn't move around on you like a lighter bike does. And I, I really think it has an advantage in certain situations like you, you like were, baja you were sponsored by hicklin power sports on that right yeah billy mallory and bart hicklin put the money together and uh we went racing and it started off as like a vacation and uh we well we went on a vacation and they they, they threw uh, a race around it they well no i don't mean that week i mean that one other time we were down there but have you ridden there since um i've been down there a couple years after that pre-running but not for a while They've replaced all the sand. Yeah, it's all they all, actually all fresh sand. Yep, they leveled all San Felipe. It's actually really nice. They've got it paved. It's uh, it's really nice. It's 
It's really taking a lot of the challenge out of the race. That's why we did so well. It, it's, it's super smooth. Mm-hmm. Super smooth. Still, at the end of the race for the 30-plus class, they had uh, complimentary wheelchairs and hover rounds. Whatever. So it'd make it easy for Maybe you. for the plus 40, but not 30. <laughs> Tony, you, you mentioned, though, that when you were done, you were exhausted, right? Uh, we went to the bar. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> for a day or so. <laughs> for like a day or so. <laughs> Those are the ones, 24-hour bars? Yeah. Okay. Huh. So, Nick, your um, your Heron Hounds, it, can you kind of describe, you say that BLM has, has made you guys run um, the same same track over and over and over, which I really think the BLM, oh, yeah. what's that? It's, it's the ones in Utah mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've gathered from them is, is they can't use too much different, and there's not, you know, too many different trails. We're used to... You know, the California desert, there's kind of wide open. Um, there's trails all over. There's not, like, designated trails. But all the, when we have any rounds that are out of state, it's, you know, designated trails. There's not, you can't really get off the trail at all. So you're kind of stuck with what you got. Did uh, Taylor Robert, him coming back, has that, uh, he was hurt, right? And he missed a few rounds, so now he's back. Um, how's that for you guys? I mean, another guy to chase or, or are you guys pretty close in speed? Yeah. You know, um, it just, I think it depends on the location. I think we have an advantage in the, you know, the faster, um, more open ones. And then, you know, his works background comes to play in the Utah ones because it's tighter, a lot of corners. So, but it's been good. You know, it's good for the series. It's always good to have more people out there race. Yeah. What about Enduro Cross or anything of that stuff? Um, I I did it for a few years, kind of when it first came out. But then, yeah, it's not a. I'm more like a, like the open desert. It's not a my cup of tea. Hmm. What about um, any motocross? You do any motocross? Uh, yeah, over the summer I'll do a little bit here and there, just the local stuff we have there, and then I try to do all the local District 37 desert racing. Where do you uh, live, Nick? A lot of them. I live in Ridgecrest, California. So it's like if you see a race in Red Mountain. That's like my backyard desert. Tony will pay your entrance fee if you'd like to come next weekend. To, <laughs> it's this weekend. You have to hustle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this coming weekend, yeah. So it's the uh, uh, Justin Brayton shootout, mm-hmm. and it's a Saturday, Saturday Sunday gig. You get free, uh, hot, free dogs. Entrance, hot dogs yeah, and, free and hot, a hot, dogs. hot delicious bowl of Everybody chili. else is going to get a barbecue, but Nick, <laughs> we'd step it up and have. Yeah. Uh, we'd uh, feed you. We'd take that. care of you. But it's you're welcome. 37 Desert. Okay, so you've got you've already got a plan. Yeah, you're pro- probably not yeah. going to drive thirty okay. hours. <laughs> you're, uh, what are the turnouts like, Nick, at the at the District Thirty Seven races now? Um, they've been pretty good. You know, the, it kind of gets a little smaller towards the summer. Everyone starts getting, you know, their summer plans going. But the first couple rounds are, are you know, two or three hundred entries. Mm-hmm. When so I it, I raced out there when I was like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, maybe. There'd be 500 plus entries. Wow, it was insane. And yeah, it got down a little bit, and then it's. I think it's back on the upward swing now. They're doing some um, cool things out here now. They're trying. I think next year we're going to have a sprint enduro series that they just announced in District 37. So they're trying to do some stuff to get the you know boost the popularity and bring back more entries. We've seen this, Nick, been in some of the other with some of the other guys. We talked about the sprint enduros, you know, kind of coming on and gaining popularity. You just said that District 37 is going to be implementing that. Is that something that they've recognized as well? 
Is that something that some of you racers have kind of asked them to promote? or? Um, yeah, I think people are intrigued on it. It's just a different type of racing for them. Uh, I think anything new kind of sparks some interest of new people. Um, I think you might lose some of the, the other people that just like the going for the, you know, the long 80-mile desert races, but you'll get a lot of, I think, and you'll get a lot of crossover from the Grand Prix series and that maybe, I think they're trying to mesh the two to grow both. I think uh, we've, We've seen that uh, the, it was been a, it was a slow grow for the sprint enduros out east, but now they're very popular. And we've talked about this on on the show. J Day is a big deal, and uh, um, Works is trying one now. It didn't look like they were having very you know big turnouts for it. Maybe around a hundred riders, but um, and I can't imagine it's worthwhile to do that. But you, you've got to try. And uh, man, I hope I hope it works because the main thing for me, I think, is just that people are racing their motorcycles and and the sport survives and i don't i don't really you know i'm I'm not a diehard motocross only guy even though i own a motocross track you know i i probably have more fun riding the woods now just because i'm old you know i'm 40 so um but it's uh which is a bummer guys i'm telling you um cry baby but i i, I think it's interesting it'll it'll what will happen is is it'll either succeed people will support it and it'll succeed or it'll go away like a lot of things do you see a lot of pop-up promoters out there that that will run for a little while and then go away yeah we've had a, a few here and there um mainly out here is the, the, like you said you did some district 37 that's the biggest um thing that's always here to stay um it's you know non-profit it's put on by the clubs it's been around um for a long time so they're going to put it on and they're starting now to promote it. So I'm hoping that it will grow and it will also part of the district 37, it'll pay their desert points. So you'll get all those people that will go to it no matter what. Nick, who makes it so possible I, for you to go racing? I'm talking sponsors now. We're running up against the clock. Um, yeah. The main, main, main sponsor is Pervine's racing, Ron Pervine's. Um, we're a private, privately funded team. Um, so he's kind of the sole purpose behind the team. Um, he used to race. He got injured and wasn't able to race anymore, so he started a race team. And uh, it's just kind of his hobby, so lucky for me and my teammates. Um, we get to racing with him. Um, we get some Yamaha help this year a little bit. Um, Precision Concepts is, you know, doing my suspension and keeping us out there. And then just, um, you know, we have a lot of O'Neill, 6D, FMF, just, you know, a lot of those sponsors that just help us get out there. Nice job on the program, dude. Thank you very much for joining us. Continued success for you, and uh, remember, uh, keep keep those uh, keep well, keep out there, and keep doing what you're doing to stay in shape. Because August, remember how hot it gets in August, right? Yeah, it will be. You know, it's 115 here where I'm at in the summer, so mm. we'll be ready for the heat. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have you back again soon. Stay in touch. All right. Thank you. Nick Burson has been our guest on the program. It's Pit Pass. Uh, let's go in studio for a minute. Joe DeBauer, number 959. You're going to be competing in the uh, uh, the Justin Brayton shoot, shootout weekend at Riverside Raceway in Winterset, Iowa this weekend. Uh, you ask all the hard questions in front of the, the promoter here, but uh, unfortunately I will not be. Wow. Uh, but fortunately my sister is graduating from high school, and I will be seeing her there. But – uh, so yeah, the weekend off, um, then we'll be back racing the Iowa moto series in, uh, in the beginning of June. So. Wait, you know, I don't know this. What do you do for real work? 
Uh, so I'm a mechanical engineer from nine to five, and um, I am a privateer motocross racer um, from five to nine. So a mechanical engineer, can you drive trains, or what is it? What kind of engineer? Is Different kind of engineer, engineer? Scotty. Okay. All right. Yeah, so um, over the past uh, few years, I've been going to Iowa State University and getting my mechanical engineering degree. Tremendous engineering school. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. They take a lot of your money, but um, other than that, it's been <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's been a good experience. I've I've learned a lot. Um, and now, like I'm working on uh, diesel engine components, so oh, cool. uh, so it's something that's uh, kind of in my realm. You know, I like motors and and um, a lot of you know high temperature materials and things like that that uh, keep it interesting. So that's uh, that's what I do during the day. Well, very cool. Glad you're in the studio sitting next to you. Longtime uh, co-host of this program uh, makes his return after, well, an extended uh, stay in the hospitals of central Iowa. Um, Tony, you had an accident. You and your Yamaha uh, in, in, in the dark uh, ran up against a, uh, a deer. What? How big was the deer? Oh, I don't know. Seven, eight hundred pounds. Looked like Probably, a moose. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, I've, I saw the bike before it was taken away, and this bike was trashed. Yeah, there wasn't much left. Yeah, and then you were damaged up pretty good as well. This, the reason I bring this up, the equipment you were wearing – your bike was outfitted well. The equipment you were wearing, including your helmet, literally saved your life. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, the interior, the helmet, the foam that's in there, it was crushed to the to the absolute thinnest portion of the helmet. So it was... You had a shoey on? N- no. I had uh, a bell. Uh, oh, you had a... <laughs> a carbon fiber bell. Yeah, it was quite the deal. Now, mm. What'd you do? Send the helmet in for a replacement? No, actually, uh, they wanted it. And they offered me a discount, and I get a better discount through my dealership than I would through them. So I kept it. All those funny yeah. folks. Yeah, well, yeah, it was yeah. funny. And the the coat, I had a single scratch on my right arm. Wow. And that was the only thing that that happened to me, other than breaking all my ribs. And, and you were on gravel, right? On gravel. So what? The deer popped up, and I. You know what? The bike got taken out from underneath me. I mean, I didn't even see the thing. All I saw was this flash of gold, and the next thing I know, I'm sliding on my head. Flash of gold? What was it? Like a, the like the deer was all bedazzled, blinged out, or <laughs> it what? It was blinged out, baby. <laughs> sure you were hit by a gold <laughs> wing? <laughs> well, after getting up, no, I didn't get up at all. You didn't? You laid there, and, and I, what happened then? Somebody came along and uh, said, hey, you're Yeah, you actually, I... I uh, Laid there for, I don't know, 15 minutes, I guess it was, and had a hard time getting my right arm to work for some reason. I don't quite understand what that was, I guess, because my shoulder was... So messed up. Yeah. 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 But you had a lot of like after... Doug, I got my phone out and called 911 myself. Really? Yeah, it was kind of funny. I don't know where I'm at, but I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man down. Yep, man well, down. Well, we're, we're grateful me. to see you standing up. Thanks for coming in and joining us tonight. It was very Thanks. important for us to be able to see you in person, see that smile on your face and the light in your eyes. When do you anticipate climbing, uh, throwing your leg back over a bike? Actually, I tried riding a friend of mine's victory, and uh, I rode it from my house to work. And the ride home was, I knew it was just going to suck. Well, you were riding to victory, so <laughs> what do you expect? Oh, man. It was just hey, Way to kick gone. a company when they're down I and out. Hey, whatever. They, yeah. they buried they're them. They're, they're done. They, uh, yeah. yeah they're it was putting all deal. their efforts into uh, Indian now. So. Hey, I wouldn't, run an, I wouldn't run a mule down. No, you wouldn't. 
literally. And they they hardly put them to bed. So well, glad to have you uh, back, uh, Tony. And glad you're in the studio, Joe. Appreciate that. Hey, coming up, uh, we've already talked with uh, Nick Burson. Aaron Plessinger is going to be joining us in the next segment. We hope you stick around. Got a story to tell you about the 2018 250 Supercross West season winner. That's Plessinger's coming up. That's after this. Stay, stay tuned. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno this is 1460 kxno Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-derived electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. This is Chris Teeth McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio, and it's the winning. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, the acronym for uh, wearing equipment all the time. At GAT. All the gear, all the time. All the gear, all the time. A-T-G-A-T-T. Doesn't one of your buddies have that tattooed on his arm? <laughs> he does as a personal reminder to uh, personal failure. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, reminding himself whenever he puts his jacket on to put his jacket on. Aaron Plessinger, do you always gear up when throwing your, your leg over a bike? Uh, do what now? Do you always gear up? Helmet, uh, riding gear, that type of thing? Oh, uh, yeah, you got to unless you, uh, unless you want to get hurt. <laughs> do you ever wear a Trojan helmet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, he does, actually. Time. Yes, he does. <laughs> that was a pretty... What's the deal with that? Why does every guy... I mean... 
you championship winning guys, every guy that wins a championship must melt the motorcycle down on either a burnout or just lay it on its side and let it roll. Just wide open. Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just something you gotta do. That's better than drugs and alcohol, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so congratulations, man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. And congratulations on the more important, (laughs) the more important topic that happened. He got he got engaged. His, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yep. Let's Come get back on. to racing. Uh, <laughs> Twenty eighteen Supercross two fifty Supercross West season uh, winning championship did it. And I mean, it was a squeaker, dude. Two points over Adam Cincerello. I mean, that is that's close. Were you worried at all? Uh, I wasn't too worried. Um, <laughs> that that almost crash got me going a little bit, but. I was uh, I was in position, or I was in the position that I needed to be in, and uh, the the guys behind me weren't uh, pushing it to uh, get me. So I wasn't I wasn't too uh, too stressed out. Aaron, talk about that because I was watching it and it got my heart rate up for sure. Oh, I love talking about no, heart I know, rate. I know I just, you do. That's why I said that. Can we talk about your heart rate yes. a little bit, Aaron? Because yeah, I no. never get sick of the guys talking yeah. about that. No, it's awesome. I mean seriously. <laughs> Seriously though, Aaron, that had to get you a little bit. Yeah, I um, I think I went from probably about one thirty to about two hundred sixty-five heart rate. Probably <laughs> you rode. <laughs> it was uh, it was gnarly. Uh, I came over that little single in that turn and and just landed on the gas too hard and it slid out and almost put me to the ground. But. Um, we, we saved it. We pulled it off and uh, finished pretty strong. <laughs> the uh, the Vegas track is is uh, always interesting. I'm always interested to see what what uh, it's going to be when we show up there. What were your thoughts on it this year? Uh, it was a good track. It was a really good racetrack. Um, I uh, I was I was kind of in my own zone and uh, didn't really focus uh, too much on on winning the race, but. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Vegas is always always legendary for being slick. So um, it was definitely a slick one, and uh, you had to you had to watch out, or or the track was going to bite you, like it almost did me. Aaron, uh, what did you see, or how did you feel when you saw that uh, Zach was behind you? Um, were you were you pretty happy and relieved to see that he was behind you, just knowing that he's not going to try to push it to take you out or anything well actually he was he was right in front of me oh sorry uh, yeah he he's the one that i I followed across the finish line but no i think we were kind of both relieved i saw him look back a couple times and uh he he knew that i wasn't i wasn't gonna try to go for his neck but um yeah i think i think we were both relieved to see each other and uh not have to um ride 110 percent to uh to win the championship, we could just cruise it in behind each other, and um, yeah, that's what we did. And and uh, it was a it was a pretty good race. I, was, I tried to catch him a little bit, but you know, I didn't I didn't really want to push it too hard. Are you have you been hustling for outdoors? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I I think I've gotten uh, close to forty motos in already. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm going into outdoors pretty pretty stacked on my motos. They uh, the uh, you. I assume you've been riding at Glen Helen. Oh yeah, dude. Been, uh, 
that triple <laughs> that uphill triple thing oh uh, yeah they they actually they take it out for um <clears throat> from the the uh national but dude i i can imagine they're gonna put it back in but dude it's how it's big is it? It's all my 250s, and I think our bikes have 55 horsepower, and it's it's lean back, probably fourth gear pin. That's a little more than yours, your your Husky, Joe. Yeah, I'm pushing stock power out here. Stock 38. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the jump is insane. I I was, I don't know where I saw it on. on I I'm, I haven't been to Glen Helen in a while, but I. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, you need to look that up. It is, it's got to be every bit of a hundred foot, and you're oh, yeah. so high in the air. Yeah, it's it's got to be at least I would say around probably one thirty. Um, it's it's everything my two fifty has, and uh, yeah, you're you're soaring through the air for for a good bit. Aaron, are you going to be? Are are you looking to the future yet? Of course, you got the outdoors coming up on your two hundred and fifty. Are you looking at a four hundred and fifty ride? Or are you gonna Are you gonna stick around and defend this title? Uh, well, actually, the plan is um, to defend the title in Supercross, and then hopefully go four hundred and fifty for outdoors. But um, that's kind of still up in the air. Um, I'm not sure on it yet, but. Uh, if um, if I back this title up, maybe look for me outdoors on 450. Well, you, uh, how long is your contract with Yamaha? Um, well, I'm actually signed another year with uh, Star Racing, so we're gonna um, <clears throat> go throughout that, and then we'll see what uh, we'll see what the big boy Yamaha team has to offer. Yeah, I like it, and you know, and you've got a you've got a little bit of a hole in outdoors, I think, with. Uh, with Zach being on a 450, right? And, it's, he's, and now what he's doing? No, not. he's actually yeah. going to be a 250. I thought he was going to 450 this yeah. year. Yeah, no, he changed yeah. it. And I, I read that wrong the other day. But, yeah, he's going to be defending the 250 outdoor. When were you going to share with us that you read it wrong? <laughs> no, I just did. <laughs> I, I thought that's what he said. No, yeah. he told us no, that. Yeah, there was, there, was, yeah. there was definitely rumors of him going to 450 yep. for outdoors. But I think he told us he that was. on this show. That's why I thought it. At and six, at six foot two, Aaron. <laughs> at six foot two, I got to believe you'd be more comfortable on a four fifty as opposed to a two fifty. Yeah, maybe a, or maybe like a a, a nice uh, what's Yamaha's road bike? Road Star. The road, maybe a nice road or star. A Raider. or Raider or Raider, sweet Raider, Yamaha, Yamaha. They land tough though, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I I really dig the four fifty. I. I've uh, I've ridden it a couple times this year and it's fast. I'm really comfortable on it. Do you you don't so you don't cross train with it at all just to get that extra weight or? Uh, sometimes yeah. Um, here lately no, just because I'm getting used to the 250 for outdoors. But um, pretty much for the break uh, from San Diego to Indianapolis, I was riding it every Friday. Tony, I got to believe a guy like Aaron can just pull up to a Yamaha dealer. Say hey, it's me, Aaron, mm-hmm. and uh, need to borrow a couple bikes for the weekend, and they give you a couple bikes to uh, to race. Right? Probably, yeah, probably. That's probably is that nice. what happens? <laughs> you know, I, was, I, haven't, I haven't tried, but <laughs> I was surprised to see Alex Ray uh, on the Yamaha t- t- as a fill-in rider for Cooper. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised. Um, I mean, I think he. Uh, I think he it makes sense to me, though. But um, I mean, he's a yeah. sweetheart kid. He's a super nice guy. I just, 
I, I j- am just surprised. Wasn't he on it's, a Supercross only deal with Cycle Trader? Yeah, but it's a logistically for for Yamaha. Make it makes perfect sense. They need a fill-in rider for a short period of time. They don't want to have to pay somebody big big money. I think Cooper just had surgery, or he's he's having it this week. This week, yeah. So well, he's. What, I yeah, don't even I know think, when's he going to spend he time. Had it. Well, it did, yeah, he already had okay. it. Okay. Uh, when's he going to? When is uh, Ray going to have uh, any time to do any testing? On he's this been thing? testing. Has he really? Oh yeah. Right. Factory bike. He'll, he'll he's going to gonna miss. Up. He's going to miss Hangtown, uh, but he'll be in for Glen Helen. But Aaron, how comfortable are you with your outdoor setup right now? Are you ready to go for the weekend or what? I am ready to go. I uh, just put the finishing touches on it today and uh, we're ready to we're ready to go light hang town up aaron i know you're coming off of a supercross title but uh do you, how do you like the outdoors compared to supercross i actually like the outdoors more than i like supercross um i uh i was actually just talking about it with somebody um i think i'm more focused on on winning this outdoor title than i was in supercross or the Supercross title, just because after San Diego, I <clears throat> went into kind of a little boot camp and did a lot of motos, and I think uh, I really gelled with my bike a lot, cool. and um, I think, yeah, I'm just ready for outdoors. Well, ready for, do you, ready for Roman, why'd you give him the fist pump when he said that? Well, because, look, everybody grows up racing motocross, okay? Right. Select pro guys really enjoy supercross they do and and they find it that's what their uh forte is justin you know is a prime example he's really good um i am a personal fan of motocross i think that's where you really can cut your teeth that's the training you know two long motos it's tough um and i think aaron's background and some gncc and his dad you know kind of that stuff plays into it for Aaron, and I think that's why maybe he leans that way slightly. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think the GNCC is, is kind of, <clears throat> or the GNCC experience kind of leans me toward that outdoor kind of favoritism. Um, I, I just think it's gnarly. You, you're, you're just a gnarly guy if you can go out there and and spend three months and just do what you need to do out there and, and win these motos and, and not get worn down from them. And uh, Zach proved it last year, and he was he was uh, he was the man to beat. And <clears throat> I think um, I think you're not to sound mean or anything, but I think you're you're kind of more of a man if you can if you can win outdoors and supercross. Make sure we tweet that out. More of a man. Okay. <laughs> just just for all the supercross heads in the world. And and your training, I'm uh, I'm sure you're you, you know that the seasons are so close together, Aaron. How do you modify your training to to absorb the the additional uh the wear and tear if you will and just the the exertion that a that an outdoor motocross puts on you? Uh just longer longer road bike rides, longer mountain bike rides. Um <clears throat> You, you don't have to work on sprint speed as much and uh, just getting your muscle endurance down. And uh, I think that's uh, that's a huge thing going into the outdoors because, I mean, if you just work on sprints, you're not going to be able to make it the, the two 30-minute motos. And 
just uh, just extending the time on your training a little bit. But we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Running up against the clock, sponsor roll. You got thirty seconds. Who do you want to recognize? Uh, my mom and da- my mom and dad, uh, the whole star racing team, my uh, mechanic Billy, um, breaking FMS Thor, uh, Bell, Harbison, um, Alpine Stars, uh, Parts Unlimited, um, Yamalube, um, yeah, my trainer Gary Swanepoel, um, my chiropractor Dr. G, um, and yeah, everybody else. Thank you so much. And we'll talk next time we have you on. We're going to talk about your heart rate as you pull through the drive-thru at Taco Bell ordering those chicken quesadillas. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right, buddy boy. Thanks, Aaron. God bless you, man. Star Racing Yamaha is proud to have him, and they signed him uh, to an extension here recently, and we appreciate that. A kid deserves it, and uh, that's the kind of guy you want racing for your team. Uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, Alex Ray filling in for the injured Cooper Webb on the Monster Energy Factory Yamaha team. He indeed did go and just, uh, get his uh, fractured tibia and fibula uh, worked on um, – <clears throat> so uh, I think he had plates and screws put in. So, uh, And he went out, and uh, guess who did the surgery, Tony? Dr. Wong. Dr. Wong. You can't go wrong with Dr. Wong. I think that says it on all the billboards. Out there. I think uh, Aaron Plessinger is going to be uh, on Team USA, for uh, which will be on our home turf this year. Maybe it's a little premature to be talking about that. But whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking about motocross donations? Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, Red Bud. Yeah, Red Bud. You want to put a little money on that? That, that he's on the team? Yeah. Um, no. Ooh, a little early. A little, a little, early. little early for that, but yeah. we'll see when he starts dominating yeah. in outdoors. Like, I know he's going to. Catch, catch me halfway. Catch me halfway. Right. More with our in-studio guest, Tony Tice, Joe DeBauer, number 959. Also coming up in hour number two, Matthew Skoltz, uh, Roger Lee Hayden. will be talking about his late brother, Nikki Hayden, and the statue. That'll be unveiled in Owensboro. And then we're also going to talk with a guy who literally lit the arena uh, cross world on fire in his day. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the demise of arena cross. Buddy Anthony is the great one. going to be joining us. Bud Man, he'll start the hour off. That is hour number two of the big program. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Armor number two as we kick it off. I want to thank all of our guests in hour number one, Nick Burson, Aaron Plessinger, and uh, Lindsay Alcar. She's always a great one to start with. Hour number two, uh, we're still going to be talking about the demise of Arena Cross. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's how we'll start. But we'll also welcome Matthew Skoltz and Roger Lee Hayden, of course, will uh, uh, continue forever to salute the um, the late Nikki Hayden. But uh, the statue that will be unveiled in Owensboro, I think, is a, a fitting tribute. Uh, we had another death in Owensboro. We go to P.J. Duran that uh, reported that very news just last week. P.J.? Yeah, it was unfortunate, the passing of uh, Moto America racer Jake Lewis, uh, Father Bobby Lewis, right. and there was, uh, um, uh, I guess, the, the funeral and or visitation uh, had occurred this past weekend right. uh, as they celebrated the life of uh, an incredible racer, race dad, Bobby Lewis. Yeah, great guy, too. Just, yeah, uh, incredible guy. I've, I've had more, I had more fun with him at racetracks than anybody deserves to have at racetracks I had with Bobby Lewis. Mm. Well, thank you for that. Um, we've been talking about the demise of Arena Cross and what his uh, uh, literally going to be replacing it. We, we, we talked with Lindsay, and I don't know that she answered all the questions, but I think she summed it up. She, she was stunned when she got the news as well. Uh, we go to Buddy Antonez in California. Buddy, what, what was your immediate response when you heard that they were to – discontinue arena cross Feld would discontinue arena cross oh <laughs> uh, the, the you know it's kind of one of those responses like uh really you know um kind of you know bummed to, to see it go and then 
kind of the joke going around the pits was that all my records would be uh, secure. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking, wow, you, you finish a champion. No one can ever touch your well, records. Five, five AMA Arena Cross Championships, to his credit. I can understand why that's very special. But uh, coming out of Southern California, you literally traveled the country uh, to arenas all across the Fruited Plain, if you will. Um, and you were one of those hotshot amateur riders in the late 80s that just set the world on fire. This this was your home. Arena Cross was your home. Thank you. And that, that's the thing about Arena Cross is it, it really had that that family vibe uh, when I was there. And, and as uh, probably Lindsay could attest that, you know, she's been there for a number of years. And, you know, you get to know everybody in the paddock uh, really well because it's, it's small. Um, so it's one of those deals that, um, you know, it, it had that vibe where you're looking forward to hanging out with everybody on the weekend. You had a good time and also got some good racing in there in between. And, you know, now that's, that's going to be no longer as far as that chapter of it. Buddy, I, 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 uh, kind of, uh, and I'm just a little younger than you, but I, I was getting lapped by you in arena cross for a while and then uh, went on to, to do some team stuff when you were still, you know, with tough and, and with cog and that. And, um, you, uh, the thing is that, and I don't know if, if why they say arena cross wasn't making enough money or it wasn't making money or not enough. I, I don't right. know. So, but here's the thing you got, you got guys like buddy Antonez and Emick and Pedersen who actually went to arena cross too, eventually, um, button you raced with all these guys in Southern California and we watched you on TNN. I don't know if you, you remember when, the, when TN, mini bike racing was on TNN, it was super yeah, cool Carl, in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think arena cross was less cool now than it was back then because, <laughs> and it's because we had guys that were real stars, buddy Antonez and, uh-huh. and, uh, I don't know if Chad was a real star, but he's my good friend. Wow. <laughs> but uh, but you know what I mean? Like there was there was some real stars that went to even Damon Bradshaw raced Arena Cross for a yeah, short that spell. Was yeah, cool. super cool. And Brayton Brayton raced Arena Cross, you know. And look what he's done. I know you guys are uh, buddies, but uh, yep. um, and he's actually coming to my track this weekend. We talked about yeah, see, yeah, see that. yeah. But yeah, Damon Damon riding Arena Cross, and I spoke to him a little bit. And- and he just had a blast with it. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. Um, but, like, looked like he had a lot of fun, enjoyed the racing, um, enjoyed the atmosphere. The, the thing of it is, is that that was a big play back in the day, was that, you know, a lot of us names in Supercross were coming over to Arena Cross, which brought, brought some credibility uh, to Arena Cross and got people watching inside of the industry. Yep. Um, and it was in fourth quarter. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't the exact same time as Supercross, so it doesn't get lost. Right. So my point, yeah. my, my point in bringing that up is: Do you think that some of th- that was some of the demise over the years of Arena Cross? That uh, you know, rather than it, it, guys that are big names coming over into Arena Cross, may, you know, they were trying to make it more of a feeder program, which makes sense. But uh, yeah. do, do you think that's why Arena Cross? You know, because if the the stands were full every night. And they could do two nights like they were, they mm-hmm. they'd still be doing it. They'd still be making, you know, they'd still be having races. Do you think that's why Arena Cross is no longer, or do you think it's something else? Um, you know, I can't say whether they wanted to take it in another direction. Um, I know when I was in Vegas, there wasn't many people in the stands. Um, you know, 
so it, it's tough to say, but, um, you know, the way they did it, you know, back then, like I said, with, with starting in November, uh, it created some buzz, created some hype, people started following it, then you stick with it, um, and, and in our day, we rode both Supercross and Arena Cross, um, then started breeding Arena Cross specialists only, um, and then the, the feeder system, which I thought was a great idea, but as anybody who's raced Arena Cross on a high level realize, you know, they know that um, it's a different different uh, racing than Supercross. It's really intense. There's nowhere to hide. Um, you got to slam to get by sometimes. And I think it really, you know, got the amateur kids going, whoa. And then they don't want to get hurt because they've got these Supercross contracts or looking at going Supercross. So, you know, they were getting their points and, and not running the main full out, um, which that could have, you know, brought some good buzz to it if, if uh, some of these, you know, uh, amateur kids would have got in there and shook it up, you know, really put in the effort, uh, possibly from, from my standpoint, seeing and, you know, created another buzz about it. Um, but when you got these top kids, you know, I think Plessinger did really well in it, and he's doing well now. A few guys, but you get some of those top amateurs get into the recross and put it on the box, winning. Like, that gets everyone excited inside the industry. It gets, you know, win ads being had and, and, and all that stuff. And, and that was a part of it, too. Like, you know, Suzuki did win ads with me. They, they really marketed me. And Mike Kidd did a great job of marketing me and Chad and Denny and, and all the guys back then. And, um, uh, you know, I didn't see as much marketing into the racers as I did for Ricky Carmichael, you know? No, I don't, buddy, I, I, I would agree with you. Sell, the racers sell tickets. Yeah, I don't think they did that well of a job marketing the writers. Um, but let's go, I want to go back and touch on the, 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 the fast kids coming in, you know, Forkner and some of these other guys, Marcher Banks. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe, and I think you kind of alluded to it, that Arena Cross did themselves a disservice by only allowing them to gather so many points versus, hey, you need to race a full season instead of, yeah. hey, you can you can you can race so many races or or pick and choose which races which races that you want to race to get your points versus, hey, you got to stick at a full season, therefore making it. One, I think, yep. more marketable for Arena Cross, maybe drawing some some outside crowds that are, you know, kind of in between that Supercross, Arena Cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that they could have done more with that than they did, but I'm not a... Yeah, you know, hindsight, you know, um, always wanted to get you, you know, and I don't know what what their actual thoughts was. I haven't really ever sat down with anybody at, at failed um but you know it could have definitely went a different path with having them do the whole series um not being able to pick and choose not being able just to to qualify for the night show and get their point um you know there could have been a lot of spins on it but you know let's face it with tv package and and everything that arena cross had going for them there's there's marketing to be had there there's there's uh you know a lot of ways they could have bumped their brand or their their likeness of their rider up through arena cross even more. Um, some of them already had hype, you know, but some of them maybe that needed that little extra time to grow, um, could have found a little bit, you know, in arena cross. Cause 
the whoops are tough entering across always. It's always been like that. Uh, the rib, rhythm lanes, you know, their supercross is definitely tougher. Um, you know, but the the fact of how you got to execute good starts, you know, that's super important. Um, there was a lot of good that could have come out of it, but I think from my standpoint, when you put that they didn't have to really put themselves out there very much, I think they learned really quick that, you know, um, it could take a turn that ended up, you know, putting a damper on their Supercross uh, future. I think uh, you made a good point with the timing as well. If it was like a fourth quarter racing, and and then if you had uh, the riders coming in, um, not in the middle of the season when everybody's racing for points, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the season, um, if those riders came in and say they raced from November to the beginning of Supercross, um, yep. I think that was that would be a good move that, as well. That was the best move because what happens is, is these arena cross guys, once they get about mid-season, they're firing all cylinders. And, um, you know, get, they get really tough to beat. But you start out the season with them, you know, they're still dialing in bikes, they're still dialing everything. So you have your best chance of getting up there and, and, and mixing it up with them, you know, and then you gain confidence from it. Um, you understand it and, and you're able to build. Um, that could have been something, you know, you know, really good to happen, you know, um, going a little bit step further, you know, um, my kid, when he had the series, you know, he really played to the, um, the, the colder, uh, state, you know, um, when they they did have snow in the winter and this, you know, that, so they, you know, people want to go and find an activity to do. We had a lot of, from what I understand, we had a lot of first time people that, that, uh, were just looking for something to do, but you know, they're still filling seats and selling tickets. So, um, you know, that's the way my kid played it. You know, um, I think as it moved forward, um, they were going to spots that they wanted to go to, you know, um, for whatever reasons that maybe weren't, you know, um, exactly areas that were um, able to get those first-time people that just wanted, you know, to go get out of cold. Buddy, it seems to me like they wanted to follow the uh, Supercross path essentially the same the same cities the same kind of southern states yep yeah and you're right yep and you're totally like you already said you're you're just negating all these people in the upper midwest or or even in the the northwest is a big word for you hey thank you the northeast military got their work their money's out of me okay so Uh you're losing a lot uh, of of potential it sucks it tickets totally, i mean it totally sucks we're we're in markets arena cross was in markets that uh, and i know you're you're waiting pj but arena cross is in markets that supercross is never going to go in and i don't think it's a, i don't think it's good for for the sport of motocross long term i really don't because like you say buddy people come first time and next thing you know they, they're the people that are at the racetrack the local tracks and they're coming back next year and they're coming back next year and they they're wearing their fox jerseys and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know what, and, and the thing is too, and there's nothing we can do about it. And we've beat this horse on yeah. and off the show, but the 125 and 250 days, when you were on a two stroke, those tracks are, are a lot easier to ride on a 250 F a lot easier than, than on your RM 125. And I'm telling you, Very true. dude, you're, you're, um, I really didn't like riding with you ever cause you, <laughs> because you're the most intense horrible person you would you and you would uh somehow but 
Actually, Denny Stevenson would would hit me on purpose. You would just find a way around me to to lap me. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but but when I didn't make the show and I'm up in the cheap seats throwing uh, popcorn on the back of Jim Chester's head because he didn't make the show either for some reason. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, watching you, it w- it was. Uh, I'll, and I'll stroke you a little bit maybe, but. Dude, you were the absolute best arena, and obviously you have the titles to show it, but somehow you would know if a guy's going to start wobbling or come up short or something, somehow you were always in the right place at the right time. Always. A lap ahead. You could see stuff happening a half a lap ahead of you, and you'd prepare, and you would, and it's like, how did he know to go wide in that? How did he know to stay low in that? And you just, and you just, man, it's like you had a crystal ball, and you, and, and you, uh, I don't know if I'm, if if I, you think I'm being silly, but you were no amazing. No, and I'll and I'll tell you about that one. One thing I even through my coaching try to tell some of the kids I coach. Like one thing I did, which maybe you couldn't see, is I was over the catapult or over this. I was always scanning, you know. So I was kind of scanning ahead, seeing who was up there. You know, I knew the riders really well too. Sometimes, um, so I was constantly, you know, um, you know foreseeing where I was going to be in a lap or two, um, trying to anyway. And, and the crazy thing, you know, once you start winning, you start getting a lot of confidence, things start slowing down, and you start seeing these little things um, before they come, you know. And it, it, at least, you know, that's what you like to, to think because you are acting like you have a crystal ball. You don't. But when things start to really go good and you're flowing really well and, and you are able to, to look up and scan the track, you're not looking just over your front fender, you know, you can predict maybe, hey, I'm going to be to this guy in, you know, two laps, you know, so I already start preparing for that. Or, you know, just little things like that that you, that I learned to do, you know, over the years, which then towards, you know, the fifth championship looked like I had a crystal ball, but it was just experience. Buddy, where we've been talking uh, a great deal about the experience uh, or lack thereof uh, now for the fans. And what, are we, what we haven't talked a lot about is where do these major teams, they look like major teams to me when I've attended Arena Cross, where do all mm-hmm. these riders, pers- I mean, personnel, I understand it. Well, Babbitt's is going to, they're going to do a GNCC thing, but uh, the yeah, Tylib t- team, I guess maybe you have some information I don't, but I kind of no, know where they're uh, going. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I just heard that this week that um, that was happening, and that's the real bummer, you know, um, you go back to, to Billy Whitley, uh, my team manager slash owner at one time. Um, you know, he won a lot of championships in the ring cross, and, and that's how he made his, his living. Um, Denny Bartz, who's been, um, you know, win a lot of championships lately, you know, he, he supplements his, his living with that. Um, uh, Dave uh, Dameron uh, from Tough, you know, he's been involved with that since the beginning. So, um and like I said, there's racers that become specialists in arena cross, and they're able to make a living in this, you know, six month period. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it's tough because uh, the rider in me understands, uh, you know, uh, what a good opportunity that it was to race a dirt bike and make a living if it isn't in the supercross uh, platform, but it's it's in the arena cross, and and uh, you know, it's it's something that. Uh, you know, provides for his families sometimes. Sometimes it's kids getting their start. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's 
one of the bummers that happens from you know a series going away. Well, buddy, you are the all-time winningest uh, title owner for Arena Cross, and that will never go away. Never nope. be challenged. So, <laughs> never be broken. Never be challenged. Hey, uh, right. we're out of time, but I, I do want to tell you that uh, Damon Bradshaw is coming this weekend, too, down to the track. So maybe next year we'll talk with Brayton and and uh, get you down there, too, and, and tell some stories and maybe, maybe uh, participate in the camp a little bit and that kind of thing. It would be cool to have you down there. Yeah, let's get down there and tell some lies. I'm into it. <laughs> All right, buddy, and today Thanks, we appreciate buddy. it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Roger Lee Hayden joins us. This is Pit Pass. This is Geraldo Ferracci, and uh, we're on Pipat Radio. And thank you for listening. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. 
Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, you want an experience that's real, fast, and fun? fun? Then it's time you try MB2 Raceway. MB2 Raceway provides an exhilarating indoor karting experience with high-tech European electric carts on a Grand Prix-style road course that's challenging for all skill levels. With speeds up to 45 miles an hour, we guarantee a white-knuckle throw ride that'll keep you coming back. MB2 Raceway is behind Sky Zone and Grimes. For more information, go to mb2raceway.com. It's real. It's fast. It's fun. fun. It's MB2 Hi, this is Chris Carr, multi-year flat track racer, former World Land Speed record holder. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Thanks, Chris. I want to uh, thank Buddy Antonez for a nice conversation about Arena Cross and how Feld put that to bed. They are no longer going to run Arena Cross. Supercross Futures is what it's called. You know, we're we're bummed, but, uh, you know, honestly, Arena Cross hasn't been that much fun to watch lately, and... And uh, even when the guys are really good, so and the racing's good, I, so I just, just I just think they did that thing whole disservice from where it used to be and what it could be. Times but have changed, no doubt. I get it. All right, joining us now is Yoshimura Suzuki's Roger Lee Hayden, and uh, we are talking about the Nikki Hayden statue to be unveiled in Owensboro, and he joins us now, Roger Lee Hayden. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing good. Um, interesting. Uh, uh, the uh, the the Nikki Hayden um, statue very cool. Um, talk about that. I I I, uh, I know those things are are expensive, and uh, it's uh, it's I think it's really really neat that that uh, you guys are doing that. No, it's definitely uh, it's really cool, and uh, the you know our <clears throat> our city not too long ago in the last couple of years has really. They put in a big convention center and downtown by the river. They've spent a lot of money, you know, like a nice river walk and things like that. And uh, they're actually going to unveil it on Friday the 8th because they have uh, every Friday night here in the summer, they have what they call Friday after 5, which is like they have a bunch of different people playing music and things like that. So, um that night, they're going to unveil it, and then uh, the next day is uh, June 9th, which is, you know, 6-9 is, uh, oh, cool. you know, the, the mayor's made that Nikki Hayden Day. and uh, So cool. In Owensboro for the, you know, forever now, so uh, that's really, really cool, and it's, um, you know, it's definitely kind of different because... Uh, when they, when I was reading like what the statue's gonna say, I'm like, well, everybody knows, you know, that he races motorcycles. Why, why does it say, you know, all that? They're like, oh, this is for people who visit that don't know who Nikki Hayden is. And there's a lot of them, Roger. I mean, it, to to us, Nikki Hayden's uh, you, of course, but to all of us in the motorcycle world, it's 
We all know who he is and his accomplishments. But, you know, this isn't Europe. It's the you know it's the equivalent of the Rocky Balboa statue in in Philadelphia. I mean, honestly, I was saying the same the, thing. It is the equivalent of that, and it, I mean, it's going to have the same uh, you know landmark status. Yeah, and that's why whenever I was first reading, you know exactly what it's going to say, I was thinking, well, this is kind of this is kind of generic. But they're like, no, it's not for motorcycle fans. It's for people who come to Orangeboro for something that's going on at the convention center or you know some music or whatever the reason may be visiting family it's for them to know what it is so it's definitely as you said earlier um it is expensive but it looks amazing i've seen pictures of it and uh you know they did it the right way tommy did a lot of work on on helping them and stuff like that they had one of the best people that um does that type of things for you know, other athletes and other, you know, famous people. So it definitely, uh, it wasn't just something some old boy in Kentucky made uh, <laughs> made out in his garage. This is the, the real deal. And, um, you know, I can't wait for everybody else to see. It's definitely an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, and the timing is, is pretty good, too, as we come up, uh, you know, this Thursday is actually the day of the accident and the next Tuesday will be one year. So it kind of, it kind of all comes together at, uh, as, as weird as that might sound, but it kind of all comes together at the right time. Roger, uh, I don't think it can be overstated. I mean, this is not a normal thing for any city in the United States. I mean, pick a city. There isn't a city that honors motorcycle racers outside of the racing facilities. Certainly, if you go to Indianapolis or any of the other myriad of racetracks, you and everybody else who goes to racetracks has been to, you'll see statues, you'll see commemorative things. For for an American city to do this is, uh, I think, uh, a really... Uh, not only cool, but just it's a very progressive thing to do and, and shows that uh, motorcycling uh, as a whole is uh, perhaps a little on a little bigger scale uh, than, uh, than we'd previously thought. It's a reason to go to Owensboro, too. No doubt. The OWB. That's right. It's, uh, I know if you've never been here, everybody that comes here, they love it. They see why. They see why we all like it so much. But uh, And you're right. It is kind of different that you know a city will be behind you know motorcycle racing as much as you know and Owensboro really is I mean so many people around here I mean when I go to the the gym in between races I mean there's different people all the time that you know hey sorry about your luck last week or you know good race or you know so many people around here actually follow it and I don't know if that's because you know, there was three brothers, but then also you have Jake Lewis, you have Nick McFadden, uh, J.D. Beach, Hayden Gillen. Yeah, there's more than a few of them. There's so many, so many of us in this one little uh, one little area. I think that helps a lot. But um, And we all come back to, to Owensboro in between races. And, you know, uh, we all help out our town, too. I mean, I know there's a big charity bicycle ride. Uh, going off of one of the local charities actually that weekend on the 10th and uh, 
me and JD and Jake and, you know, my dad's actually helped out this charity. But even before that, we always went and did all those charity bicycle rides, just not only for the training, but also, you know, you got to kind of, you can't forget where you came from because, uh, you know, most of these people were helping us out before, you know, before we were big, big time motorcycle racers. And even now, like, redoing our uh, turn track here at the house, you know, like we need some dirt brought in and there's people like, oh yeah, we'll help. We'll, we'll bring that right over when you need it. We know you're probably in a hurry. You know, they kind of, they want to help too. So it's, uh, you know, it's just a great thing about where we live. And, uh, you know, and it's, I think that one reason why people are so much behind us is we do try to, we do try to give back and we don't, uh, We've never steered away from the OWB. I mean, we could live anywhere in the in the world. I mean, especially Nikki could have, but you know, after every race, he wanted to come back, come back here, and this is a this is home. And like they say, there's no place like home. No, there's not. Hey, Roger, what do you, what does your dad think about this statue? I mean, it's got to be pretty special for him. But what are his thoughts on this? Uh. Definitely, I mean, he, you know, he's proud, you know, for one, anybody I would, would have to say, I mean, even as a brother that, you know, you raised a, a kid that did something so special and was so special to so many people that they want to, you know, the mayor, you know, steps in and wants to, wants to do something to, uh, to remember your your own kid by, which is, you know, huge. And I think he knows that that doesn't happen to, you know, every every kid in the world, every father in the world doesn't uh, doesn't have that. So he's definitely he's definitely proud and I know he feels good and he's excited to uh he's excited about it actually, a lot more than than he thinks because when we were riding at the house today he was talking to me and Jake and uh, Nick McFadden about it when it was going to be, and uh, he's just he's just excited, and it's it's good for my parents too. It gives them it gives them something to look forward to, and uh, you know it's been not the easiest year for them by no means. I mean, not only with my brother, but you know Jake Lewis's dad passed away a few weeks ago, and that was actually my dad's best friend. So it's been a uh, been a tough year for him so it gives him something to look forward to something to be to be excited about i mean i know it can be a probably a little bit of a tough day for him you know bring back a lot of memories but at the same time i think it, it makes him excited and uh you know he's he's uh he's looking forward to it he's proud you know it's i guess that's all you can really say is he's he's proud of all his kids especially i mean i mean not just the boys but you know my sisters as well so, uh, you know, it's going to be a proud moment for him. Hey, Roger, let's switch gears ever so slightly. How's your head, man? You took a real good knock at VIR. It's a lot better. Uh, the The next day after Sunday or after that Saturday, I felt – I didn't feel great. I, you know, Mortal America has a concussion protocol that we have to go through, and I went through it, and I passed. But I also told 
you know, the doctors tell us, look, I have nothing to gain if I go out there and something feels off. You know, I've had a terrible start this season. You know, I'm nowhere close to the point. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel 100% that day, but I was thinking, you know, once the race starts, maybe the adrenaline and, you know, being able to just focus more on my surroundings. But, you know, afterwards and talking to the doctors, you know, they're like, yeah, adrenaline works for a broken bone. It doesn't work for your brain. It, it goes it the other way. The, yeah, it doesn't work for the head. And you're right. It actually goes the other way because I started feeling it like an hour before the race. You know, like the nerves start kind of kicking in a little bit. And and uh, so, yeah, I did the first four laps. And, and to know, be fair, have, you were right with the leaders, Roger. I mean, you were on pace. You were right there with yeah, them I, until you pulled the plug. I felt good, but I just. You know, each lap, you know, Virginia's kind of up and down. And, uh, you know, the ground was just moving a lot more than it was. You, you made the right decision. I mean. Yeah. And concussions now, five, six years ago, I probably would have never, probably would have just toughed it out and just thought, oh, whatever. Well, we've. You no, know, but now you know that there's a lot more involved in concussions, another hit in the head. And I could be out for a couple months, maybe. And, you know, like the doctor said, they have no concussion test for going 180 mile an hour, dropping in and out, hard braking. You know, the concussion test is like standing still. So, you know, some people. Yeah, lift one foot off the floor right. and try not to tip over. Uh -huh. You're good. Yeah. Go roll some it. People wanted to say, well, maybe the concussion test isn't, isn't very good. And that's. That's not really the case because, you know, Moto America's got actually some really good doctors that come to every single race, Dr. Rossi. And I was quite impressed with the concussion test that I had to, uh, that they made me pass. And, you know, the doctors, I think for one, they trust me because I've always been upfront with them about everything. And I told them, hey, if I have a problem, I'm coming in. And I had a problem and I came in and, you know, now I feel perfect. It took a couple of days, but now I'm, you know, back riding my dirt bike, bicycle, and uh, I have no issues. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was a big crash, and I'm just really, really thankful that all I had was a headache for a few days because it could have been a lot worse. All right, Roger. So, you're, you're feeling good. What's it going to take to turn the season around? I think it's just going to take one one good race to be honest to um you know I, I, the speed's there i think i have a great team the bike's definitely capable um you know i feel pretty good but i just can't i haven't able to gain any uh momentum's the word traction? you're looking yeah, for momentum. i was gonna say traction but that was kind of <laughs> kind of weird to say but no you're you're exactly right i think just and I think Road America is a good track for our bike. It's really fast, and uh, I like that place a lot. So I think that uh, Atlanta, I crashed in the first race, and the second one was going great, and uh, I crashed. So I think once I just get, you know, one good race behind me, you know, I can start to build on it. But, you know, I feel like I can do it. I know the I got a good team, a good bike. I just got to... 
still putting in the same work as always. Just need to, you know, get a little momentum, like you said. Well, Roger, we wish you the best, and uh, we know that uh, we know you're gonna. You got a win in you. We know that. Yeah, I hope I have a couple of them. Well, I meant just for I'll that. be at Road America rooting you on personally, man. Can't wait to see you guys rolling there. All right, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you letting me talk about, uh, you know, Nikki's statue and stuff so we can kind of keep, keep the memory alive. He, he's important to all of us. Everybody that's a motorcycle racer and a fan is, uh, you know, Nikki Hayden was, was always... The man. My garage is literally going to be a shrine. Yeah. I have I have too many helmets, too many posters. I have the bobbleheads. I have the t-shirts the years they came out. They <laughs> will all be in my garage. All right, right on. That's awesome. I appreciate it. All right, Roger. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Matthew Skoltz on. This is Pit Pass. We're going to have about 15 minutes left of the program. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno des moines sports station 1460 kxno if you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on check out the full line of yamaha dual sports at hicklin power sports the Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever you your budget or riding style. Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha. The first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. 
Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and just about everything for any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit the company that I work for, Wiseco.com. Uh, we just finished up a conversation with Roger Lee Hayden, and now we uh, we stay with the road racers. Matthew Skoltz joins us now. Matthew Welcome back to Pit Pass. How you been, man? Oh, perfect. Thank you for having me, guys. Well, it's always a pleasure. Um, we are we are in the season. You guys have been racing. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really positive start to the season for myself and the Yamaru Westby guys. I mean, it's our first year in the full Superbike category, so we we were just kind of you know trying to feel everything out and just see how the whole Superbike package would, would actually work for us and. You know, preseason went very, very, very well. We were actually a lot quicker than we thought we were going to be, and we were closer to the fun guys, which was really a, a cool um, surprise for us. And, you know, um, we've had the road a- a- Atlanta around Coda and VIR, uh, and I've picked up five out of six podiums um, so far. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a really, really positive start uh, for us. You're not just running with these guys, Skoltz. You have uh, run past them uh, in the particularly notable in the rain. What makes you so good in the rain? I mean, it's like the other guys uh, aren't even really racing, at least not in the same way that you are. When it's been wet, you have absolutely been the class of the field. Uh, where'd you pick up that skill? Oh, I mean, I think just when I was... Um Younger, I did a, a lot of um, uh, European side um, uh, racing, and I've probably picked up you know, a, a lot of, of my skill there. You know, I was in the Red, Red, the Red Bull Rookies Cup, the Spanish Championship, and the World Super Sports. So I, I got lots of wet weather practice. So I think that that, that definitely helped me, you know. And every single time, the Yomi Westby guys were giving me a, a perfect, you know, bike, and everything's worked out great. You know? So all the wet rounds, so far, we've kind of showed that, that we have the pace, and now the dry, um, we really coming into our um, own here. Matthew, you're tied with uh, Cameron right now. What do you think it's going to do? What do you think it's going to take, I should say, to separate yourself from Cameron and, and move solely into second place and continue to to charge to that to that number one spot? Yeah, you know, like I was saying, it's my first year in the fourth Superbike category, so I'm not even thinking about trying to, to you know, win the championship. At this point, I'm just really happy taking podiums, you know. And it's been really great so far for us, you know. I'm sitting uh, tied, tied second with Cam, you know, which is very, very um, uh, um, surprising for me. So I couldn't be happier, but obviously me and the team will, will, will carry on working hard and trying to make it the bike better. And, you know, um, if things will work out great, I'll definitely push as hard as I can and challenge for the, the title. But, you know, Tony's riding really, really well um, at the, the moment. But, you know, we've got a, a few, um, you know, tricks and parts coming for us. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. That's good news to hear. It sounds like you uh, said you had some, uh, perhaps some bike updates coming, Matt. That's uh, 
that's good news. It is historically known that it's going to rain one of the two days, if not both, at Wisconsin. We see it every single year, which I think has to favor your odds, uh, given what we've seen already this season. And we haven't mentioned it, but you are the reigning Super Stock 1000 champion, so you're not... uh, this isn't new to you to being at the front of a very fast group of guys. No, you know, um, back in 2016, I won the South African Superbike Championship and then last year the Superstock 1000 Championship here, you know. So I've pretty much been at the forefront of Superbike, you know, um, um, wherever I've, I've gone over the last couple of years. So, you know, I'm just really happy that the Westby guys have given me a, a um, motorcycle that's capable of, of being a, a outbound in the Superbike class. Yeah, there are so, so many brilliant riders, you know. Tony, Cam, Gerloff, Roger, Lewis, Fong, you know, Heron. There's so, so many guys that are capable of finishing on the podium. So I'm just happy just to be running up in the front. It seems like, like and you just rattled them off. I mean, you guys have a pretty stacked field every week that you guys race i mean it's incredible how are you in the bike gelling so far this season i mean i've got to think you're doing pretty well with how everything's finishing for you yeah i know there are obviously one or two different parts that we change from the super stock to the full super bike package you know it's basically just been fine-tuning that you know and the first three rounds have gone really positive um, for us, and I couldn't be happy with how the bike yeah, has been, you know, um, um, uh, running and cornering. But, you know, now, heading to, to the later half of the season, Dunlop are now bringing in a taller tire, and we were actually at VIR um, uh, yesterday doing a track day testing on the taller tire just to, to get the um, setup right for us. And was that a positive test for you, uh, Matthew? I'm, I'm sure uh, something like uh, tire height, it actually make, can make a big difference. Uh, were you guys able to adapt to it relatively quickly? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that we were far off, but we definitely needed to make some uh, um, telemetry changes. But, you know, all in all, I'm very happy. Now, I don't think that we, that we found that, that perfect setup yet, but we'll carry on uh, trying, and I'm sure the um, uh, Wisconsin round we can hopefully fight for the podium there. Matthew, what, what's the purpose of the taller tire? Um, I think that the Dunlop guys are just trying to help the, um, help the, the drive uh, grip out of the corner. It, it should provide more, more of a contact patch as you are lifting the bike up. That seems to be the consensus. Similar to uh, the the big change in tire front tires some time ago, but if you essentially make it taller, you can have a modified V profile, right, Matthew? And then, uh, yes, yes. so that there's when you're leaned way over, such as these guys are in the 60 degree angle zone, uh, there's a lot of tire on the ground. Yeah, you know, and I think that it should also help us driving out of the corners, but you know, like you guys were saying, you, you need to change the setup, um, uh, slightly, but. I think we've got it almost perfect, but we'll we'll just carry on. Where are you? Where do you live at, Matthew? When you're here in the states, uh, have you moved here permanently? I guess would also be a question. Yes, um, uh, I moved here last year, February, and I moved to um the, the Canton Woodstock area um uh, in Georgia, and I've been absolutely loving it. Yeah, I know it's 
pretty similar as far as the uh, scenery and lots of trees and it's you know very green out so i mean i'm 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 really loving things yeah that's that is a nice part of our country and good place to train on bicycles too i, I you do a fair bit of riding around there i'm sure uh, you know, um, unfortunately, I'm not much of a cyclist, you know, but I definitely go for runs and, you know, go to gym and motocross riding. There's quite a, a few decent tracks by me. So, you know, everything um, as far as training and riding and, you know, social life, everything's perfect, definitely. Doing doing a little motocross training, is that what I heard? A little dirt bike racing? Or yeah, riding, uh, I should uh, say, and probably not racing, but... Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I've been riding motocross bikes since I was seven. Actually, um, first, you know, started my whole motorcycle track. I mean, um, my whole motorcycle saga on the, you know, on the uh, motocross track. So, you know, I, I love motocross riding. You know, a, a lot of guys say it's, you know, dangerous and there's this and that, but you know, I, I just love it. And I definitely think it's one of the best ways to be um, bike fit. What are you riding? A uh, 250F. Take off yep. any sweet jumps? <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think so. <laughs> there you go, Napoleon. Good can one. You, can you get? Yeah. Can you get flat? Is it sick? Um, I'm no pro, but um, I like to think I'm pretty. You know, I'm a, a decent art. Could you roll with Jake Gagne? There's a guy to talk about on a dirt bike. Any, yeah, that any, that is still to this day to be so good. And at both disciplines is uh, that that guy's it's, a f- it's crazy. Yeah. Yes, I mean crazy. Gagne is absolutely ridiculous on a motocross bike. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm qualified exactly. for an outdoor. Yeah, no, no. I mean Jake is crazy. You know, I was out at legit. Um, uh, I was out at Jake's house uh, last year after the season, and we went to polar raceway and stuff. And he's crazy. I mean, he, he's a really talented guy. Yep, that's. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of guys. That, uh, there's just not many guys you can think of that could go out and t- do one or they fly do, track. Yeah, you, yeah. you get guys that you road get, race that can fly track well. Yeah, but, but a moto, but is a motocross whole is a whole deal. different. There, deal. There's only one other guy I can think of that comes to mind is Tucker Hibbert. Yeah, he probably would be. Yeah, and that's he really about. And that's and really he's about a snowmobile it. guy. Yeah, and he's a snowmobile guy. Blair Morgan. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, Blair. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, What's your local track? I mean, are they open throughout? The, they have like Thursday night practices or anything you can go hit. Yeah, um, there's a track called um, Talking Talking um, Rock uh, by me. You know, um, normally they 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 close Monday to Friday and only open on Saturday, Sunday. But it's sort of helped me out and given me a little sponsorship program that I can come through during the you know um um week and have private practice sessions so everything's worked out great for me you know i, I really have to, to give them a, a big shout out any other sponsors you want to give a shout out as we come up to the end of our segment with you matthew and again we're i'm so excited to see you racing at road america uh, it's you, you've really got yourself positioned well for this part of this season yeah, you know, perfect. Thank you so much, guys. I mean, like I was saying, it's been a brilliant year so far for us. The Yamri Westview guys have been working unbelievably hard. And, you know, obviously we'll just kick around chipping away at it and, you know, hopefully take some more um, race, I mean, uh, wins. I think that that'll be really great. You know. Otherwise, I'd just like to thank my personal sponsors, um, Spiddy and Bahamut. You know, they've been great. You know, give me the best safety gear and, Otherwise, just really like to say thank you to, you know, Ed, Dustin, Frank, and Chuck, and Trig. You know, it's 
they build a bunch of, of guys and I couldn't be happier racing for them. I got a new, you say bell helmets, right? I got a new bell helmet. I just, uh, I got it here in my hands. I wore it into the studio. I rode, rode a, my chopper in. To, Pretty uh, sweet paint job on that cool. thing. It is cool. I like the paint like job. That? I really do. It looks like oh, a you rainbow. Don't like this thing, it's, it's, it's uh, ugly. It, yeah, it is ugly. It's, Looks, it Ma- looks like 1975 California SoCal. Yeah, Matthew, it's a it's 75 good year. It's like a charcoal black. I guess it's a black, and it's got yellow and orange and like a He's weird a rainbow warrior. Blue. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so. rainbow warrior. That's me. So yeah, it's a cool How helmet. Did you like it? Yeah, I uh, I've had a lot of concussions in bell helmets. I've, uh, I rock a bell helmet. <laughs> I love their new stuff. Bell I've, helmet saved your life, Tony. Right? Absolutely, it did. No question. Yep. Yep, they, I, w- I wear one at the track. I've got a race star, and I love it. It's a great helmet, crazy light. Honestly, this thing's a lot wonderful. quieter than the flow's wonderful. It's my, quiet. My other road helmet that I that I wear a lot. I mean, I have a few of them, but the other one I wear is a lot more noisy. I really like this bell. So, yeah, just trying to give your sponsor a little plug, Matthew. Perfect, um, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck in Wisconsin. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for for having me on here. You guys rock. All right, Matthew Skoltz. We uh, we never get a you rock. That was that was actually kind of nice. I hope yes. uh, well, I, we we get them once in a while. On we, tape, Jack. But we yeah. pay for it usually. So um, that is true. Back to Brock Tickle. We we were talking about this earlier in the program. His uh, he was he was uh, Wada found him to be uh, he was dirty. He uh, five methyl hexen something. I don't know what that means, but. Came back dirty again, sample B, and uh, pretty two strikes, you're out. Well, well uh, Red Bull KTM let yeah, him go. He they, terminated him, wished him the best, and he uh, it's it's quite a deal. And I I it's I can't even imagine Brock Tickle doing that. So it's no. uh, you know it, it didn't help James Stewart's career. No, no, right, it uh, did not. Hey, I want to thank all our guests, including Aaron Plessinger, Nick Burson, Buddy Antonez. Uh, Lindsay Alkire, Roger Lee Hayden, and Matthew Skoltz. That's been our show, guys. We appreciate you all listening each and every week. You can check us out at iHeartRadio.com. Also, we have an app, the Pit Pass Moto app, in your uh, Apple or uh, Google Store. And uh, what else? Android. Android. If you're in the area, I wanted to briefly mention we're having our open house out at Hicklin Power Sports this Saturday. Come on out and get some free lunch, some free prizes. If you catch this on the web uh, anytime before then, we'd love to see you. All right. Justin Brayton, shoot up. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous 
business odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.